This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. Hello, friend. My name is Denise Brenner, and I welcome you to my program today. I'm so excited that you're with me and that you would take your time to be with me on this program. And today I have something so amazing to talk about and that we all need to hear. I need to hear what it is I'm going to be telling you. And that is how to maintain your peace in difficult times. Would you say that we're in difficult times? I would say that we're in difficult times. And the Bible says that as it gets closer to Jesus coming, that it's not going to get any easier. So what does that mean for you and for me? That means that we have to be well equipped in maintaining our peace in these times. It's so important. I have so much that I want to share with you about this subject. And today we're going to talk about if we're going to maintain our peace, we are going to have to exercise forgiveness to one another. Oh, I've experienced that in my life and I have been on the other side of it where I had bitterness and unforgiveness and I want to share that with you on this program. But for us to keep going forward, we've got to recognize that power of the peace of God on the inside of us. And something that's going to help us recognize that peace is having an unstoppable attitude. And I want to offer to you my book, Unstoppable. In this book, it encourages people to push through fear, offense, negative opinions of, other, of others around us, of others who have influence over our life. How do you get through the negative opinions of others around you who have influence in your life? Oh, it's a good question. And in this book, I show you how many have gotten through and ignored the power of those negative opinions that have had to try to stop them in their race and keep them from maintaining their peace. That's what I want to talk to you today about is this powerful place we're in right now to maintain our peace in difficult times. Stay with me, and I'm going to be right back. Thank you for being with me today, and I'm excited about opening up the Word of God and looking at the answers that are in the Word of God for us to maintain our peace in difficult times. And today I want to talk to you about a very important subject, and that is keeping an attitude of forgiveness towards others who offend us. 
Now, why would I say that that is such a powerful thing to have in your life? Because when you're in unforgiveness or bitterness, it has a way of stealing your peace. But when you give forgiveness, it has a way of you experiencing the peace of God that's on the inside of you. I've heard so many testimonies of people who have said, I didn't think I could forgive. It was so terrible what happened to me. But when I did forgive, it was like a huge weight went off of my shoulder, off of my heart, and I was able to move forward. And even some of them regained that relationship that had been broken for so many years. You see, the enemy, he wants to do anything he can to disrupt or steal our peace. John chapter 10, verse 10 says that the thief he comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and have life more abundantly. So the enemy, he wants to kill, steal, and destroy your ability or privilege to experience the great peace that's inside of you by the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to talk about, about maintaining that peace and maintaining it by giving forgiveness to those who offend us. Well, I just want to start just a little bit with my own testimony because um, I know about bitterness. I know about unforgiveness, not just for five minutes or two months, but for two years. Two years, I was in a trap of unforgiveness and bitterness. And what those horrible emotions do, they went down into my soul like tentacles and they began to bring much fear to my mind and to my soul. And it even manifest in my body and my hands became cold all the time, painfully cold, and my feet also. And my face was beginning to be cold all the time. I had so much fear. And I was seeking God with all of my heart. You see, I wanted peace. Maybe you're listening to me right now and you're saying, Oh, Denise, I so much want peace. Well, friend, I'm telling you, you can't have peace in your heart and embrace unforgiveness and bitterness and say, I have a right to these emotions. Because as long as you say you have a right to these emotions, those emotions will stay with you, only they don't just stay as they are. They become deeper and deeper into your soul, into your personality, and they do exactly what it says in John 10, verse 10. They, the, the, it joins hands with the devil. When we're in unforgiveness or bitterness, it's like we join hands with the enemy. 
for him to come in and kill, steal, and destroy. And oh, friend, that's what was happening in me. And through time, I mean, I'm seeking the word, seeking the word, seeking the Lord, wanting peace. But I came to understand that my problem was not the person that I was angry with or bitter or confused about everything that was going on in my heart that concerned that person. I came to understand it wasn't about them. It was about me. And it was about my relationship with God. And that my God wanted to teach me that I could be free and that I could set others free the rest of my life by forgiving. And I'm telling you right now, if you want to maintain peace in these difficult times, one of the things we're all going to have to have is that ability and that knowledge and that conviction to forgive. You know, the Word of God is so powerful. And peace is powerful. You know, some people look at peace like it's just a, a passive thing. No, no, no. Peace is not passive. Peace is actually aggressive. And on the Roman soldier... In Ephesians chapter 6, the Apostle Paul describes the, the weapons of our warfare. And do you know that peace is one of them? And he describes it that on the bottom of the, the shoes of peace. And on the bottom of those shoes, why were they called uh, shoes of peace? Because on the bottom of those shoes were spikes. And if that Roman soldier and many of them wanted to walk down the street, if you didn't get out of the way with those killer spikes on their shoes, they could run over you. That's the kind of shoes that you have on your feet. They're called the shoes of peace. Do you see what a great weapon that peace is? When peace comes, peace comes and says, worry, be quiet. Fear, you're not touching me now. I'm going to enjoy my day. I'm going to enjoy my family. I am taking a hold of the peace of God that's on the inside of me. I am recognizing those shoes of peace on my feet that when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God outfitted me with this mighty armor against the enemy and one of my weapons is the shoes of peace. <laughs> That's so powerful. So we want to have that peace and we got to learn how to forgive and remain in that peace. And I told you, as long as I was in that place of unforgiveness and bitterness, I had no peace. But then I learned that I needed to forgive. And do you know that I forgave? And do you know it was the next day? I had a miracle in my life. The next day, my hands were normal. My feet were normal. And most of all, my 
mind was normal. What happened? That powerful thing of forgiveness opened the door that I could once again experience the peace that passes all understanding. And I could experience it, not just read about it in the Bible. Because I had given forgiveness, I could experience that peace for myself. Friend, I want to share with you some things from the Word of God of people who forgave. And one that I'm thinking of right now is Stephen in Acts chapter 7. And in Acts chapter 7, the, uh, Stephen, he was the first martyr of the church. He had been preaching and the crowd of Jews, they got so angry at him and they decided they wanted to stone him. And the Bible says that in that crowd was a young man named Saul. Well, we know today that that young man who was enjoying the stoning of Stephen was the future apostle, Paul. Well, as they were throwing those stones at Stephen, and the Bible says that he said, Lord Jesus, he's just about to die. He's just about to go to heaven. And he said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then something amazing happens because you see, Stephen was accused. He was ridiculed. He was hated. And now he was being murdered. And something happens right before he took his last breath. The Bible says that he got down on his knees and he cried out with a loud voice. And he said, Father, do not hold this charge against them. In that last moment, those last breaths that he had in his lungs, he was forgiving every person that was guilty or taking part in his murder. And he freed them. And he freed the Apostle Paul, the Saul at that time, but who would be the Apostle Paul? Look at Jesus on the cross, bleeding from every place on his body, his arms stretched out on that cross with nails into his hands, his, his joints, out of joints stretched out on that cross. For him to breathe, he had to push up on those nails that were in his feet. They're blaspheming him. He's suffering. He has, he's carrying hate. He's carrying murder. He's carrying your disease. He's carrying anything that would come against you to steal your peace. It's all happening in that moment on the cross. And on the cross, when it's all happening against him. He cries out to the Father in Luke chapter 23, verse 34, and he says, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Friend, if you and I had been in that crowd, of course we would have said, of course we would have said they know what they're doing. But in the heart, 
in the mind of Jesus on that cross. He's the one experiencing the pain. He's the one experiencing our sin. He's the one who hears their blasphemous words. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So you see, we have every responsibility to give forgiveness to people. Number one, if we want to experience peace in our own heart, we have to come to the place where we say, I, I can't have this anymore. I, I cannot bear this turmoil and having these thoughts and these attitudes and ignoring that person and acting like they're not alive. I cannot do it anymore. I've got to forgive. That's number one reason. Second reason is Jesus said in Mark chapter 11. Let's just go there. I want to read it to you. He said in Mark chapter 11 in verse 25, and it says, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, Forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Friend, when I understood that, I said, oh God, I definitely need your forgiveness. I must forgive. And maybe you're listening to me and you're saying, well, I understand what you're saying, but you don't know what they did to me. And I've carried this for a long time and I haven't spoken to that person for years. And I just don't even want them in my life. I don't even want to say their name. I don't even want to think about the relationship that I had with them at one time. How can I do this? Friend, I want to tell you, when you got born again, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, when you got born again, something amazing happened on the inside of you. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says that the love of God was shed abroad all over your heart by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit came inside of you, Oh, he brought the resurrection power of Jesus. Oh, yes, he did. He brought his very self right into you. But another thing he brought into you was the very love of God. You say, well, I mean, how much love could he have put in my heart? Well, let me put it to you this way. He put the exact love that he loves you with today, that he's going to love you with in eternity. The exact love that God the Father loved Jesus with, that exact love is inside of your heart and was put there by the Holy Spirit. So you say, Denise, why are you telling us that? Because 
we have the exact equipment inside of us that we need to forgive anyone for whatever they did. You might say, well, how many times do I have to forgive? Well, in Matthew chapter 21, Peter asked that very same question. He said, Lord, how many times should we forgive? Seven times. Jesus said, no, not seven times. Seven times 70. 490 times. Jesus was saying, you forgive until I come. You forgive until you go to the grave. If we want to maintain peace in these difficult times, we're going to have, a, have to have a conviction, an understanding, a bent in our heart towards, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to become a forgiver. I refuse to carry bitterness and unforgiveness inside of my heart one more minute. Friend, I have preached this message many times. And when I wanted to preach about maintaining our peace, I thought, oh, the first thing that we need is to be a forgiver. We need to have, I mean, we should have a t-shirt that says, I'm not going to live in bitterness. I'm going to be a forgiver. I'm going to recognize the love of God on the inside of me. And I'm going to give that very love through forgiveness to the one who offended me. Is that not powerful? There's so many people walking around on this earth and they're in torment and turmoil on the inside. And why? Because they've been hurt, because they've been wounded, because they don't know what to do with their wounds and they don't know how to forgive. And I told you at the beginning of this lesson that unforgiveness and bitterness it opens the door for the enemy to come into our life to kill, steal, and destroy. But forgiveness opens the door to heaven. It opens the door to the, for us to experience the power of the love of God that's on the inside of us and to give that to somebody else, to give the same mercy to someone else that's been given to us. Oh, it's been my privilege, my honor to open this word of God to you today. And I want you to stay with me because I'm going to pray with you and I'll be right back. Are you tired of getting stopped by the negative voices and opinions that seem to paralyze you along the way? Fear, offense, and negative opinions can have a stifling effect on your life. It's time for you to push them out of the way and become unstoppable. In Denise Renner's new five-part series, Unstoppable, 
She opens up and shares how she overcame profound negativity in her own mind so she could do what God wanted her to do with her life, as only Denise can do. She talks about the lies the devil spoke to her mind and emotions and what she had to do to uproot, silence, and become absolutely free from those lies. In this empowering series, Denise reveals how to identify the mental lies that are trying to emotionally control you, how to shut your ears to voices of negativity that have dominated you too long, how to embrace freedom and really begin to step forward to be the free person Jesus Christ wants you to be. This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. We're also offering you Denise's 208-page book, Unstoppable. Rick says, Denise bears her heart and soul on paper and shows every reader how to walk out of an emotional prison into complete freedom to become unstoppable in life. This powerful, life-changing book is available for $20. Don't delay ordering Denise's five-part series, Unstoppable, and her book, Unstoppable. These two resources have the power to alter the course of your life. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. My name is Joel Renner, coming to you right from Moscow, Russia. And I want to say thank you to all of our ministry partners because of your support that we can help people fighting addictions get their families and their lives back. All around the world, there is a huge drug crisis. Maybe you know someone who has suffered or is suffering from alcohol and drug addictions. The cycle of addiction is a terrible thing. Because of the generous support of our partners, we have been able to join with several Christian rehab centers where men and women can be trained to reintegrate into the workplace, receive the medical help they need, and have a support system in place so they're not isolated and alone. Because of your generous support, we have seen people with hepatitis C get well, many who lost their family relationships get back together, and many others who are on heroin, cocaine, and other drugs receive freedom and become complete people again. This has been made possible through partners who support our work. Please call or go online to render.org. Because of your support, we are able to make a huge difference in people's lives. Friend, in these difficult times, we need to know how to maintain our peace. Not only for our own heart, but you know, there's a lot of people around us you might see them at the, at the grocery store. You might see them at the job. They might be your relatives and they might be so worried about what is going on and what they're experiencing and relationships that are falling apart because of stress or financial problems. Did you know that sometimes in marriage that People break up in their marriage just because of the stress that's on their marriage through financial problems. Well, what if you could maintain the peace of God on the inside of you while that stress is there? Wouldn't that be powerful? Well, I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to pray that if there's anyone that you have any offense against or bitterness or unforgiveness that in this prayer you're going to loose them and let them go father right now i pray in the name of jesus with my friend i know that they can see that person they can hear their name that they need to forgive and father right now by our own will 
we agree with the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us and the love of God on the inside of us. And by our own will right now, we let that person go. We forgive them and we be like Jesus and say, Father, forgive them. They didn't know what they were doing. And Father, thank you for forgiving me for, for holding on to any evil attitudes that I've had in my heart. I thank you for the power of your forgiveness that's inside of me. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I enjoyed being with you and I'll see you next time on our next program. 